Folks, this week's episode, big announcement, is brought to you by TiVo. That's right, TiVo. Neil, you remember TiVo? Shiv, do I? Hey, y'all remember TiVo? Before they invented TiVo, you couldn't watch TV. If you were gone, dude, you were gone. Unless you had a big, bulky VHS situation, you were fucked. Now, you couldn't see Well, no, I mean, yeah, TiVo revolutionized literally one of the best inventions of my lifetime. Uh, yeah. And now it's they've stepped their game up because uh, you can if you have a TiVo. One of the great things about TiVo is showing you other shows that you would want to watch, which most DVRs don't have, and they'll automatically record it for you if you want. Right, and not only that, they got this news situation where if you've got cable, and this beats the hell out of your DVR because if you have cable, you don't just have to go home and watch that shit in your pathetic ass apartment. You can transfer this to your iPad, bring it to your girl's house. Watch it while you're taxing that ass. You can bring the recordings anywhere with you and watch them anywhere. You like to bang and watch Grey's Anatomy. Do you not, Quite listener? Yeah, so you can do that. You can, yeah, you can watch your shows from wherever you want, whenever you want, instead of having to, like, I got it downstairs. We got to go. Like, you watch it anywhere. You want to watch Game of Thrones inside of an actual throne which i actually that. would i want i want this i want it too i want this you can watch on an airplane you can watch it waiting in line at the dentist office whatever uh, also you can ser- it searches cable and the web to find any movie that you want any show and it'll search for it and it's got netflix hulu plus amazon youtube all in one this shit is actually good i mean i am being a corporate chill right now but i kind of believe in it yeah and there's a new thing too called the tivo mini which is one TiVo box will work on a second TV. So from the couch to the kitchen, from the minivan to 35,000 feet. I guess that's an airplane thing. I didn't write that last yeah. part. TiVo makes TV. It's pretty obvious when you didn't write, when, you're, <laughs> when you are reading and when you're saying. Well, do you think this is uh, natural or not? TiVo well, no, makes TV about a thousand times better. Uh, okay, and here's the promo code. Get fuck with these people. Fuck with You're going to go to TiVo.com, T-I-V-O.com. And you can get a $25 off a new TiVo Premiere P4, P4 or, or, or XL4 DVR, DVR if you use the promo code ATC. For all things comedy, ATC. A-T-C. The code is set to expire on 11 1 2013. So You'll probably be dead by then. That's it's in likely. November. If you watch as much TV as you're about to watch when you get this TiVo, you'll definitely be dead by next year. And that is a message from our sponsors. ATC. TiVo.com. Fuck with it. Hey, it's Moshe Kasher. I'm going to be at the Chicago Just for Laughs Festival. And I'll also be in Ottawa at the end of the month on the 27th and 28th at their, uh, their big improvaganza up there. I'll be the, the special stand-up guest. So come fuck with me. There'll be a lot of other fun stuff. And then, uh, hey, Jay, you've got some dates you want to promote, right? I do. This is Jay Chandrasekhar. I'm going to be down uh, at Sons of Herman Hall in Dallas, Texas on June 25th. Uh, The Scottish Rite Theater in Austin, Texas on June 26th. Fitzgerald's in Houston on the 27th. Then I'm off to Florida to the back booth in Orlando. On uh, uh, the 29th, I'm at the Crowbar in Tampa. On the 30th, I end up in Gainesville at the High Dive. Yeah. All the good dates, baby. When do you think you're going to kill yourself? I well, think, let's figure I, it out. I'll, we'll find out very soon. I'll do it off the High Dive. <laughs> Sounds All like right, a good plan. Ladies let's, and gentlemen, you're about to fuck with the champs. No. Fucking with the chance. Machine. Check.
Hello, everyone. You're back fucking with the chance one more time. We are live or not live because you're probably listening to this after we recorded it, but we recorded it live. I promise it's your favorite podcast duo. Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher. How are you, Neil? Good, Moshe. Um, used to be a trio. Lost Doug. People are still mad about it. People are hate. People act like we made him leave, which I, did not happen. I saw Doug at a, at a, at a, a show last night. Gave, we gave each other big hugs. We're all friends. Yo, whoever's sending the, Somebody sent a very vitriolic email to us, threatening us, telling us that he had inside information that Doug would come back on the podcast for a sizable payout. <laughs> We looked at yeah, just it. like one of those like what? What are you talking about? We like I in. happen to have in whenever someone says I happen to have information, they don't. Well, we looked into it and Doug would not come back to the podcast for any we offered him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash in a briefcase. Doug wasn't interested. But I will say I'll uh, replace him if that's oh, uh, offer gonna, his standing. I mean I will say this. Final word about Doug. He's got a new web series on the Jash Network. It's called Doug's Pound House. It's very funny, very Lynchian. Him and Brent Weinbach made it together. It's hilarious. So go fuck with that. You're fucking with the champs. And our guest today, very excited. We're very happy to have him on. Not black, but per close. se. But very, we only very, had black guests on. I oh, know is that you right? Just, you just bridled a little a bit when darker, I said not black. But my, we have mostly have black guests. My uh, cock is black. Is that right? I well, I would is. assume that you... Uh, now, if this is this will get us off to a classic champs conversation... I've heard that with dark-skinned people, your cock is darker than the rest of you. Isn't is that true with everyone? I've heard that about black dudes. Well, that's a good point. It is true about everyone. But uh, it's certainly true about uh, – I can only vouch for Indians. How many Indian dicks have you seen? I mean, I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. I've certainly seen my father's. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, but, got famous but it had an exoskin, so you can't really... I like how you said certainly. Well, I've certainly seen my father. I also <laughs> like how you said exoskin. Yeah, I what mean, does that what mean? The, like a, a foreskin? The slither, yeah. The, uh, Is the, your father uh, a lizard? Only the director of Super Troopers <laughs> would uh, describe it as an exoskin. And uh, it's even darker... Than the than the uh, than the under 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 penis. The, but listen, the under penis and the exoskin. Before we get into that, which is classics, champs fair. Why don't we just introduce you? Oh and, yeah, sure. This guy's a wonderful director from the from the uh, Super Troopers to uh, Beer Fest. I, I love you, man. Right? I mean, I was in. I was in. He did not direct it. Oh oh. You were also in. Uh, did you not? You thought we had the wrong director? Yeah. Actually, can we? <laughs> Just press pause and we'll um, get another guy. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, listen. He, he did a shitty IMDb of you and just like, oh, I love you, man. He would, you directed Jackass 2, apparently. That's well. right. That's right. Uh, it's didn't direct Jay it. Jay Trandrasekar, everybody. Jay Trandrasekar. Chan. I was getting ready to mock you for not being able to pronounce his name, and then I dissed you myself by fucking it up. You played in, uh, in India, the name is pronounced Chandrasekar. Is that true? Yeah. Chandrasekar. Chandra Shaker. How do you, and why have you did been you there? decide to go with Chandra Sekar? Uh, well, you, you seem like a dick if you walk around all day saying it's Chandra Shaker. You know, it's it. When you, were, oh, were people pronouncing it correctly in the first place? Oh, but no. Chan, yeah, Chandra no. Sekar on the other hand, no, is much more user friendly. It's a, it's you know, it's been it's sort of an everyday thing, the mispronunciation of the sure. name, and that's okay. I kind of it's kind of part of me. Did you ever think about changing it? Uh, you know, I did. I yeah, did. What were you going with? Well, when I, I first did stand up, Roddy Chandrasekhar, nineteen, <laughs> Roddy Chandrasekhar. Yeah, I uh, I went up uh, in Chicago uh, as Jake Chandler. Oh sure, 
Sure. And, uh, There's nothing funnier than people's early stand-up yeah, names. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I changed it to Jay Chandris, and I had headshots to prove that, but that was just... You know, I just sort of figured if Schwarzenegger could, could do it, I have the same Chandra number of, of letters, so... Yeah. What the um, now, Jay, you were, you were talking about uh, the exoskin and the underpenis uh, yeah, earlier, yeah. and I don't want to have our train of thought be derailed here. Please tell us more about your father's underpenis. Well, I mean, look, as a young man, you, you, you know, there, there's a point where, you're, where your parents stop showering with you, right? I mean, that's like seven, eight, nine, Actually, whatever. Everyone has a different opinion of that. Did you grow up in the States? I grew up in Chicago. I would okay. say that there's so a the point States. where your parents don't shower with you at all, which would be my, the point of my life. I didn't shower with my father. Never? Uh, you just don't remember. I never showered my, with, my, with my father. In your entire life? I do have an odd memory. I, I remember him like... We'd piss next to each other. I, I used to well, piss on my dad's face. That's a good spot to, time to see the under under penis. I have a strange memory. Do you have the? Do you ever have these memories where you don't know if they're real or not? Sure. I have mm. a memory of being in a hot tub with my father and diving beneath the surface of the blue and grabbing his dick and then. This is a. I don't know if this is a bad memory or not because I don't feel like it's a real memory. But I don't know. Grabbing my father's penis, and then he kind of swam away as I was like led by the penis. <laughs> and then Pink Floyd played. I don't know, man. I mean, that seems fake. Right? Uh, that seems pretty fake. Let's I hope, hope so. it's fake. Let's yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, how far could he swim away as you were holding on to his like penis? Kind of like you know. I like the metaphor of it. Look, what do you think? What do you think it means? Uh, Was it just a means that your father, or? that you you look up to him, and that you you're looking for his leadership, or or it's a metaphor for the fact that my father molested me. Did I ever two. tell you the story of the Boy Scout trip I went on? This is a, okay. I want to. This is, has nothing to do with you, Jay. Go on a Boy Scout trip in third grade, maybe, and uh, uh, had we all had like our own. It was one chaperone, maybe two chaperone adult males, and then you know fourteen third graders uh i woke up with like the next morning after the the night i slept in a tent by myself woke up the next morning and there was like some goo on my on my uh sleeping bag okay and i promise you it was 15 or 20 years before i was like wait a minute that was jizz who's jizz not mine i was pre-sexual right uh, and so then came in, stood over your sleeping bag, jerked off, and then yeah. walked away. Yes, definitely that not a wet dream. No, because I was pre-sexual. It was years before I did. So there was a Boy Scout troop leader that came in and stood over your sleeping ostensibly, bag. or a, or a, or an animal like the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> oh, or or I'm totally remembering it wrong. Right, uh, but I remember there being, and it's like I don't feel traumatized by it because you could hardly remember what happened. Yeah, I don't remember. Like nothing happened to my butt. Or my, yeah. like, I would have woken up. I mean, but that would be definitely in the category of molestation. I mean, it, particularly if it was an older person. If it, He was in, definitely an adult, if it's who I think it was. <laughs> you're just, his semen shouldn't be on your garments. I agree, but you I don't feel... Well, I think we all agree. Well, you should not ejaculate on third graders. I agree. No, I, I have a, a similar story. Uh, it's not the same fluid, but I was in... Uh, I went to a prep school in, in outside Chicago and where uh, Lake Forest, sure, Lake Forest Academy, Lake for, yeah, and riveting, riveting radio stuff. I had, um, <laughs> well, it's it's ironic, right? I mean, I I, I ended up having a, a roommate from Japan, and right. uh, you know, I was in a dorm with this kid, and the kid didn't speak any English, and to be honest, I was a little bit 
pissed off that I was with this Japanese kid. And I was, it, I admit, I was being a little racist, right? I didn't want him as a roommate. You didn't want to be known, you didn't want to be in like the brown room. Well, I was happening to be in this dorm with 12 other kids, which was kind of the minority dorm. And I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. Fuck and you. And he couldn't speak English? I mean, couldn't speak a word of English. Very nice guy. And then he got a boil on his cheek. Sure. Which, you know, like just typical there's no, Japanese. There's no reason to be angry at him for that, but I, I was a little bit. I sure. So I came home uh, to my room one day and the door is locked. There's a towel underneath and there are three guys getting high in the room. And at the time, I don't smoke pot, right? And so I, I end up telling on, on them. Right? Oh, I was the narc, down. right? Snitching, Jay. Uh, well, they get, three of them get kicked out of school. Like, out of Jesus. school. Terrible. I've become, obviously, this big pot smoker. And, you Did know. you feel bad immediately when they got kicked uh, out? Or were you like, you know I know, what? that was my goal. You shouldn't do that. It was so my you goal. you were like, I don't care really about pot. Oh, you actually did it. You like, this was a hit job. It was a hit job. And, but I was like, people shouldn't smoke pot, right? <laughs> and sure enough, sophomore year, I started smoking pot. And I became, you know, a, a cokehead. And I did all sorts of fucking shit. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll get back to the fluid story in a second. So... The, I end up running into this kid. His name's Shingo on a, on a train uh, three years later. Oh, Shingo with the boil. <laughs> yeah, Shingo with the boil. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on this train. I'm you going, saw him on the Orient Express. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm going out of the western suburbs, <laughs> the Orient Express. And I'm on my way, and I'm sitting in the car, and I stand up, and I see him walking down the, the other way, coming right at me. It's Did just me and him on this fucking train. Shingo. And, and everyone said this guy's like a karate expert and all this Sh- shit. They all so, are. Of course, right? So... And I'm like, now at this point, I'm like holding cocaine in my pocket. I smoke pot all the time. I'm just a like a little 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 scumbag, right? So sure, you're the I, Indian Shingo. At I'm, this point. I'm, 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 and so I say to him, "Dude, I am so sorry." And he he goes, "No, I so sorry." I so he barely speaks any yeah, English. In, in gets, America I over twenty years, I learned no yeah, English. Yeah, he gets down on his knees on the train Whoa. and is bowing to me. He'd been put into military school. Anyway, that's what I did to get what hap- happened to me happen. So one night, my freshman year, after I, these guys get kicked out, I wake up and I'm covered in vomit. Whoa! <laughs> right? I'm like, it's all over me. It's just, and I'm like, ah, right, and I come crashing out my door and I vomit into a, a garbage can, right? And there are all these guys. You had the sense that it's the thing of like, if you get vomit, isn't a medic and it'll make you... I mean, I just... It'll instantly I just make going, you And then I look down the hall and all these guys are standing there laughing <laughs> and I realize that it's, it's, uh, it's gel toothpaste, right? And they just sort of gelled, like dumped a thing of gel toothpaste on me, which I deserved, by the way. Hold on, uh, just do you believe that one tube well, of on, gel toothpaste, you, or whatever? You, I mean, do you believe that vomit smells like fresh mint? Is that a thing? I do now, right? Because since then, I cannot use gel toothpaste. It's disgusting to me. It's do you like vomit. brush your teeth with vomit? That's now? really like the interesting. Mental association is like so. And you, so you immediately woke up. It was you were smelling mint. And you're like, that but must be like, vomit. I've well, been puked upon. It was the texture that must have let... I mean, I, I was... I just... The texture... But would the texture just be like look, let me, a thin strip? Let me see if I can there clarify There was a here. lot of, Your father God, has an exo skin and an underpenis, and you believe that the texture of vomit is gelatinous. Are you a human being, or are you, in fact, an alien? <laughs> I mean... I'm telling you. I, <laughs> I mean... You know, I mean, you know, I don't know what to say. It's just... Yeah. It's... Uh, Luckily, it wasn't semen. 
Yeah, that is that's and and did they apologize? They were laughing because the the narc was getting what he deserved. Right. Right. How they, long after this, this happened? This was a couple months. Also, okay. can you imagine their reaction? Imagine you're like a troublemaker and you go in and you put gel toothpaste all over your enemy and then he gets up and vomits. <laughs> that's a perfect that's into, how bin Laden that's how bin Laden must have felt on 9/11. Like this went way better than I could have <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. I just exactly thought we were right. going to fuck up like the middle of the building. I didn't think we were going to ruin fell down. Yeah, like that's a that's a perfect hit. I yeah. think we can all say that 9/11 the twin towers falling down is the vomiting in the garbage can of 9-11. Well put. Thank you. I Thank mean, you, you didn't... He put it that way. Well, but, we all... Yeah, we right. kind of came to a conclusion. Um, right. Now, Jay, <laughs> you did stand up in Chicago. I'm taking it as Jay Chandris. And then uh, and then, when did you get into Hollywood? When did you get into filmmaking? When did you, Are you... You consider... Are you an actor? I like, Yeah. Like, do you consider yourself an actor? Or is it just one of those things like, oh, yeah, I'll act? No, I mean, I, I was in a lot of plays in high school. I've been in a lot of musicals. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> I've been in uh, a lot of plays in college. I was an actor first. Got it. So what happened was I, I, you know, I, I decided to try stand-up and see if I, could, if I could make people laugh. Do you remember uh, your first joke? Uh, I, did, I did some jokes about like, you know, certain ethnicities drove cars that were you know, predictable. It was, you know, and it, it got laughs, but it was really pretty, pretty pedestrian. Sure. Uh, it wasn't uh, pedestrian technically if it's about driving. True. Go ahead. It was Thank very you. well put. So, yeah, uh, uh, so, but I, I mean, I did get laughs, and 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 so I went back to Colgate University where I went to school. <laughs> Colgate University. Yeah. Where you were right. covered in gel yeah. toothpaste. Yeah. Yes, but the paste is good. The pen, right, not the gel. Right. You did so, grad work at Crest. Correct? Yes, yeah. right. But the paste again, the paste. So, um, I I had well while I was in Chicago for nine months, I, I studied at the Improv Olympic. And Chris Farley was sort of at the top of the ladder in town at the time, and Dave Keckner and some guys like that. And so I went back to Colgate and I said, you know, let's, I'm going to start a comedy group. And so I called up all the funniest guys I knew, and, and all the guys who were in Broken Lizard now were, were there. Uh, Did and they all go to Colgate? Yeah. Got and it. so we put on a, uh, we wrote a show that was like half sketch and a couple of short films, and I just sort of directed them, not knowing what I was doing, right. and they were really pretty, you know, simple. Uh, but it was became a big hit at Colgate, and so right. we kind of we moved to New York City, and we started making, you know, doing more shows, and and then MTV came and said, you know, we're going to give somebody a uh, one of these groups, either you or the state, we're going to give you a, a TV show, and so we ah. what a horrible thing that. <laughs> Typically, television thing to do. Well, so we killed. This is '93. This was like, yeah, right around there. Yeah, because I we, remember when this. I went to NYU when the state was there. Oh yeah, okay. So we murdered. I mean, we fucking killed that night. And the next night they went. They must have just Double killed murdered. even better because they got the fucking show. And so we said, well, we've always loved Monty Python. Let's go try to make. You know, in the '90s in in New York. There were a lot of people like Kevin Smith and Ed Burns and Linklater. They were making movies for whatever, whatever they could get. And so he said, let's go try to be the filmmaking group and do what Python did. And so we, we made a film for about 220 grand and got into Sundance and sold it. And then the next film we made for uh, a million two Super Troopers. And then that what was, was the first one. It's called Puddle Cruiser. Okay. That was a million two Super Troopers? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that feels crazy to me. I mean, it was like kind of a high... Tech well, you don't need 
that much money to make a high to make a good looking movie. Well, it's it's really and particularly a, the actors are all cheap and the directors. Yeah, cheap. I mean the, like, the issue is like choice of shots, right? I mean, I I become an you know I become an editor because I couldn't really afford to hire an editor. So I would shoot stuff, and I'd get in the edit room, and I'm like, oh, God, I could really use that shot. Yeah. And it would burn into my brain that I missed that fucking shot. And so when you make a movie, then you just shoot the shots that you need. I mean, it sounds really simple, right? But it's like... No, but that's when whenever writers... And I don't know if I've said this on the show. Whenever writers that are going to become directors, they'll come to me and be like, dude, is it hard? And I'll go like, not compared to writing, it's not. No. It's fucking... Writing's the hardest thing in the world. And then... Directing is just like it's the difference between building a house, being a builder and an architect. It's like builder as a director, you're basically a builder. Uh, if I mean you're yeah. a stylized builder, but it's still it's you get the parts and then you put it together. Whereas writing is just from nothing. Did anything crazy ever happen on some of those early shoes? Uh, I mean, no, you know, luckily, no. I mean, ultimately. You know, you, if, you, if you get bad luck with weather, it can tank a movie what's of, of that worst, budget. What's the worst story, the most fucked up story from your filmmaking career? The most fucked the up most story? The most fucked up thing that happened. Um, uh, well, you don't seem like a, like, a, like a hound. Like, you don't seem like... Are you, you don't seem like... You seem like you just were... You mean a, a pussy hound? Yeah, like a pussy hound or like a... Or, oh, you, that's what you meant? Yeah, in oh, that case. I mean, I'm just thinking about like being a director in a movie. No, I mean, Most look, movie directing is just hard work. I think, like, I think that ultimately all of that stuff, all like the women and all that stuff, it, it's there for the taking, right? If you want it. And I'm not saying I, I certainly want it. Yeah, right? you're I always your, wanted it. Yeah, you're trying right? to get I mean, your exo-penis exo right, right, I mean... I, you know, it's got a drink, but the the uh, the you know. <laughs> Wait, your penis drinks. Yeah, my penis yeah, yeah, it's got an it's got a, um, a proboscis. You got a weird. You're blowing this. If you really are an alien, you're blowing. Okay, you're blowing. Right, 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 right. Right. We all have all of our penises need to drink, right, guys? Yeah. Meepsorp. Yeah. So, no, but I mean, you know, uh, the 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 situations people get into are when they have sex with people that they work with. Yeah. And. You get lawsuits and all that crap, but you don't need to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, and uh, <laughs> the best story ever is—it's uh, the best story ever. Uh, Warren Beatty said he goes, uh, he goes. The problem isn't you. He goes, you can sleep with your leading lady. That's not the problem. The problem is you just can't stop sleeping with her. Uh huh. <laughs> that's it's right. Because like, that's where yeah. problems come up. Because if you stop in the middle of the shoot, she'll be fucking mad the rest of the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you seem like a responsible guy. I'm sure your penis needs to drink, et cetera. Well, I hate to think that, you know, you look at me and say you're not like a hound. Everybody wants to appear to be a hound. Well, you seem like uh, a dude. No, I think people don't want to appear to oh. be a hound. I think you want to be a hound, but quietly. You, know, Matt, you seem like a dude that can't get pussy. It's felt like that. It felt like no, that. No, I meant like you, like you're a, not in it for the wrong reasons. You don't seem like a dude. No, right, you'd sure. be incapable of accessing that. Uh, yeah, even right. if you want It's good right. that you you're not never, into it because you have no chance. You have no possibility. There's no way you could right. ever get laid. Right, you're a exactly. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, right. And how did you find the... So you do Super Troopers and it, it that was like a kind of a slow build, right? Uh, well, it, it sold at Sundance and it was, you know... It was sudden, like suddenly we were like, we were really accepted. And then it came out and it, it you know, it made about 20. Right. And the, what year was that? It was uh, 2001. And then the video made about 90. 
Yeah, uh, can you explain the the video, the popularity of the video? I mean, I guess it's always hard to explain that shit. You but mean it's, the DVD? Yeah I, yeah, I can actually because at the time. In the biz- it was the I because because you were selling a lot of DVDs when Chappelle Show was selling a lot of yeah. DVDs and I would look on the chart and you guys were selling so many DVDs every fucking week it was crazy it had been out for years and you were selling like fifteen thousand copies a week well it 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 was a time in the business when the the industry had convinced people that it needed to buy DVDs yeah and. Everybody bought it, and they were yeah. buying fucking. They bought Chappelle Show. They bought art. I mean, it was it was an amazing moment, yeah. and that's not really the case anymore. People not rent, all. and they do all sorts now of stuff. Now it's so. hilarious that they were able to convince the consumers they needed to buy DVDs literally right before DVDs became completely obsolete. Literally, yeah. when people give me DVDs, I'm like, no, 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 get that shit. Away. I l- <laughs> like get that shit away from me. You think I want to have a thing and stick it in a slot? Yeah. and all that shit. Are yeah. you out of your mind? Right. I mean, that DVD kind of... I, I always think that because we were, we're like, we're truly friends, the guys in Broken Lizard, mm-hmm. and, we, and our jokes are truly, like, developed and created from hanging around and, and, and being together all the time, I think that other friend groups sort of see us as, as like yeah. that. I think they recognize that, and I think these things are getting passed down to their younger sisters and brothers and up to their fathers and... right. You know, who knows why it happened. But, but it's also a great movie. It is. I mean... Okay, sure. Thank you. Do you not think so? I, I, I do. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I mean, uh, it's... You don't watch your stuff a lot? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I'm And the dick is... I'm watching it. You know, come yeah, on. Yeah. Hey, come on in. Look, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I remember being young and being like, yeah. really taken with it. And also, it was, you know, there was... I was just looking at some list of... Um, I mean, it's like on lists, all these as one of the top, you know, comedies of that, of that, of of the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, there was a Huffington Post thing at the end of the decade and it it was the number one film of the decade. That's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, You saw it 10 years ago? No, that list. (laughs) The list that uh, the it was some you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. on these th- it's on these yeah. lists. It, yeah, look, yeah. I, I agree, it's it's a good movie. I I, I love it. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, but we also had a great bit of timing. Right, right. You know, like I, I think it's harder to make it nowadays. I think the same group making the same movie, m- maybe it would get out in the same way. But we're so fractured in terms yeah. of like what we listen to. I mean, the amount of time it takes to listen to this podcast. And Marin's podcast and, and all these other podcasts, yeah. you're like, well, where's the time to watch the movies? I yeah. mean, additionally... And video games. Yeah, video games. And, and people used to walk into, like, say, a, like a fraternity house or walk into their friend's room and they'd have, like, Super Troopers and the Chappelle Show and a couple other things. They're like, let's watch that. Well, the thing that I always noticed about... The, I felt like... And again, uh, forgive me if I mentioned this on the show before, that there was a thing about DVDs that it was... It was like what books were in the 70s where you would go like, here's who I am. Sure. So if you bought a Super Troopers DVD, it meant like you you were you'd smoke weed yeah and you were a party person and you like to fuck around you like groups of people whatever and if you like Chappelle show it was because it meant like you liked underground hip-hop yeah. and you liked 
uh, racial comedy and you were cool with black people. Right. And, and it got all – you got to like check a bunch, bunch of boxes. I love that the dichotomy though with you two guys is like – so you walk into a room. It will be you know Chappelle show. <laughs> and that's it. I mean those are sort of – Those are the only two. Else is there? At this point, I think that's it. <laughs> well, I mean look. We, you know we no, have – No, you're right. They also have baked with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Thank maybe you like an early Moshe Kasher DVD what? that had been transferred from VHS. I doubt that. No. Not in any room I've been in, but maybe. Yeah, maybe like – maybe they take a room. Burned a DVD and they wrote. No, no seems not unlikely. It no, seems no, unlikely. Right. Sorry, man. I mean, we, you know, we had in our in our uh, in my room in, in college. I had Fletch, um, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, yeah. and a, a DVD of uh, this Errol Morris documentary called Vernon, Florida. Sure. And that's what we watched. Yeah. Over and over and over so because you guys they were there. Watch Vernon, Florida, over and over and over. I've seen it a hundred times. Did you did they do you now look back on that as weird? I love that movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's it's weird in the sense it's weird movies. in the sense but that but just weird that a bunch of college kids were watching. Well, a weird somebody left it in my room. Is that the one about the pet cemetery? No, it's about like these or the Bible salesman. No, it's no, not that's even a different people. Movie. In, Hold on, let him answer. He's going to tell you. In what Vernon, he's seen it a hundred. Errol times. Morris went down there because he heard the the people in that town were cutting their digits off to get uh, insurance money. And they said, if you do a documentary about that, we're going to kill you. And he said, okay, well, can I just interview you because you're interesting? And it's just these hilarious people in northern Florida. Oh, I think I've seen that. It's fantastic. But it happened to be in the room. Somebody left it there. And that was it. That's why we watched it. What are the movies you have seen the most in your life? Neil. Uh, In my life, Spinal Tap. That's the best movie ever made. Uh, that's the, I would say that's the best document, mockumentary. It's one of those weird things where the first one was the best one and people haven't even come close. Not according to Huffington Post. They would be super troopers. Yeah. Well, I don't agree. I'm no, just saying. I'm listen, just saying. I don't what the list says at all. Listen, nobody agrees <laughs> except Huffington. Huffington. Right? People, okay, they so. almost that website almost got they got uh, anonymous hacked it because they were so upset. <laughs> Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Uh, that's like as uh, as a kid. It was Spinal Tap, Caddyshack, those kind of movies. And then as an adult or a young adult, I watched uh, Platoon Platoon's endlessly. I watched Wall Street endlessly. So just do. I watched the Do the Right Thing endlessly. I watched, and then I got into like I watched The Limey a thousand times. I watched Out of Sight a thousand times. Oh, what about you, Jay? Those are the movies you. Uh, and then also Memento. Did you forget that you'd seen it? Yeah, and that's why you started over. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Have you ever heard uh, 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 Brett Ernst calls me Memento because he says I'm doing my career backward? Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> it's like who starts out as a movie director and show creator then becomes a comedian? Fucking idiot! I would say my movies are When Harry Met Sally. Yep, I, that's on there. Terrific. Uh, Princess Bride. Love it. And Star Wars. I would say those yeah. are the movies I've seen the most. Princess Bride, I haven't seen very much. I've seen it. I think I've seen it probably all the way through once. Star Wars, I haven't. Maybe I've seen it three times. Harry Met Sally, I've seen ad nauseum. Well, that's all. You know, three of those are Rob Reiner movies. Yeah, that's I mean, interesting. Right. Rob Reiner had directed five out of the six S- best movies in a row. Stand ever. by me. He went Spinal Tap. Uh, sure thing. When Harry Met Sally, um, fucking, I'm forgetting. Did you get Stand By Me in there? Stand By Me, uh, Misery, 
These are in a row. That's crazy. And, and Princess Bride. And Princess Bride. That's insane. In a row. And now he can't and, uh, get a job. And a few good men. And a few good men. He can't get a job? Not really. He can't He can't get money to shoot a film That's for more insane, than 15 man. million bucks. Uh, what do you got, Jay? Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Spinal Tap, Fletch, uh, Caddyshack, Animal House, Blues Brothers, Trading Places. My favorite movie, even though I said it was Spinal Tap, is really 48 Hours. That's a great. I think that's the perfect blend of funny and violent. Totally agree. And Uh, every bit of it is awesome. And uh, I would say my love life is the perfect blend of funny and violent. Love life, folks. Folks, his love life. Oh, nice. Um, (laughs) very nice. Uh, Forty-eight hours. uh, It's also really openly racist. Is that true? Yeah, he calls Eddie watermelon at some point. He goes like, sure thing, water. All that jungle bunny water is just part of the job. <laughs> yeah, just Did jungle bunny and all that shit. The warrior, the warrior, or warrior, the warrior on Bach, the warrior. No, not on Bach. Thai warrior. That's <laughs> okay. a different. He has a darker penis than he does rest of body. Uh, this is the warrior, or maybe just warrior. Warrior, Tom, the UFC movie. Tom Hardy, Nick. Nolte. Yeah, yeah, my my, I know the guy who. Who uh, wrote it? And I never saw it though. It's it good? is a phenomenal movie, and Nick Nolte is just on some perfect, some yeah. perfection, master level type shit. Yeah, that dude's good. Danny so. McBride had the best uh, Nick Nolte story, which I guess I'm about to tell. Do it. Whether to get, uh, that when they were doing uh, what's the Tropic Thunder, they'd be shooting, and Nick Nolte apparently hates um, Julia Roberts. They sure. did a movie together called The Front Page, some, some shit, uh, Nothing But Trouble, one of those movies. And um, and so they'd be shooting, and Nick and it would be like raining a little bit, and Nick Nolte would be like, you know who wouldn't be out here shooting in the rain right now? Julia. Because Julia. <laughs> Julia's a cunt. Oh, brother. <laughs> America's Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. I won't stand yeah. for this. No, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, now, uh, okay, so I, I guess my question is, for you, how do you how did you manage the dynamic of the group uh, in success and failure and and medium and somewhere in between? I mean, like you just, I think ultimately uh, there's probably an unfair amount of credit goes to the director. Yeah, it's the way life is. But I mean, those those movies are if you if you like them, you like them because they're written well. Right. Uh, and I know some people don't like them, I get it, but but if you do like them, it's because we, we wrote 20 drafts of each script, and we all really did pour our guts into all that writing. And then I directed, and I, obviously I, I think I'm a good director, but the key is you have to try to, what we always sort of said was, if anybody has or ever asks who wrote that joke, you say, I don't remember. And the goal is to try to keep like a non- Ego sort of situation. Uh, we, me and Dave had that same agreement. Yeah, Dave, which who? is Dave, the great Dave, great philosopher Dave Chappelle. Which is, uh, we just wouldn't give up because people only want to know. They want to know because so that they can discount you. That's right. interesting, right? Yeah, right. they just go like, "Who wrote that?" Yeah, yeah, I thought that was him, <laughs> right. or I thought that was you. Meaning, like, yeah, he's not fun, and it's like, dude, that's I, the goal. Yeah, and you know up front that that's people. Someone did it to me like a month ago. Like, who wrote that blind white surprise? Like, after one of my shows, I'm like, why are you asking me that, man? Yeah. Uh, but they, because they want to shit on somebody. Um, and then how do you, how do you uh, manage the ongoing? You guys still have a production company and stuff, right? Uh, you know, producing films with five people is, is <laughs> proved to be impossible. I mean, we, 
we did it a couple times, but it wasn't fun because right. you, you know, the film business works best in a, in a dictatorship, I think. And, uh, where the power is like very clear and you'd end up in situations where the five of us would be sitting around like, uh, you know, discussing some arcane piece of filmmaking that really, I mean, who gives a fuck? Do we have to go through every goddamn bit? I can make these decisions in 10 seconds, or you could, or you could. Right. And so I, we've kind of decided to just make movies where we're going to be in them together uh, and and not produce other people's stuff. I'm going to produce other people's stuff. I'm sure those other guys will. But it's just better to sort of say... Here's the one voice you have to listen to. So that brings us to your new project, Dark Under Penis. Can you tell us a bit about that? <laughs> well, it's about a penis that drinks. Uh, you know, that's gel, gel vomit. Is that right? Yes, that's right. It drinks that's gel. Right. Drinks gel, gel vomit. vomit. Right, right, right. Are you uh, are you uh, married? Single? I'm married. Oh, okay. And how's that? Why don't going? you have a wedding ring on? Well, luckily, uh, my uh, father-in-law, <laughs> my father-in-law doesn't wear a wedding ring, and neither does my dad. Um, is that a, uh, this is gonna be racist. Well, is my wife is is Irish American, so if you're gonna go with the cultural thing, let's have it. So why shouldn't you have a? a they both a are like they both feel like you know they're like ah we don't wear jewelry, and uh, oh because it's for faggots. I mean, I didn't I didn't say that. I'm yeah. just following my elders. <laughs> Your Native American. Would you want to? Do you want to wear one or do you? No, nah, I don't. I have a ring. I just uh, you end up playing with it all the time. And by the way, I just don't like rings. Do she wear a ring? She does. And isn't there an imbalance? Hey, look. She doesn't care. She doesn't have to wear a ring. Right. I'm not. You will the, hit her if she the does. Fucking right. Taliban over here. Yeah. yeah, but it's up to her whether she wants to or not. You, she I mean, will. You got the dowry already, so you're you're out. That's right. right. Where did you meet her? Uh, at, at a party I had in New York. Did you live in New York? I lived in New York for about 10 years. When did you move? Uh, 2000. Got it. Wait, let's get back to, before we, do, <laughs> we go through the timeline of your moving, what does she feel about you not wearing a ring? Well, because her father didn't wear a ring. You know, interestingly, her, her father must have worn a ring at one point, because when she used to get punished as a child, he'd say, come over here, and then he'd put his hand on her head and pop it with the ring, and, hit, hit her, and then at some point he stopped wearing his ring. That's a great and way to she make was your happy wife about not that. care if you wear a wedding ring as if her father abused her with his wedding <laughs> yeah. ring. He's like, I'm fine with it. Actually. She has sort of negative association. Yeah, she does. Thing. She does. Uh, were you beaten or smacked as a kid? Uh, I was. Um, I was hit with a, uh, a like a like a fat brush, and uh, occasionally <laughs> fat brush. Occasionally a belt. Fat brush. Um, uh, never. It was never like uh, intensely painful, and right. and I'll tell you to this day, I feel like I had it coming. Uh, yeah, you know what? I Interesting. You you know what's great about you? You'll take a punishment like a man. You get jizzed, <laughs> you get squeezed, you get gelled well, down. I had it coming. I really it. did. I mean, I was at times a very horrible child. And what did you get? It. What did the, when you say you had it coming? What are the things you think of? Well, you know, just willful disobedience. I mean, there's just no, there's no reason. It's just this rebel without a cause bullshit and just arguing about arguing and arguing and fighting. And, you know, I have children now and, and they... Do you they, hit them? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, Ever? Well, no, because... <laughs> Do you put the ring on once in a while? No, no, no. There's a, there's a philosophy of, of parenting now that says you shouldn't hit your kids. So I don't. How did that win? Uh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's. I don't think there was much of a fight. 
it's hard to fight for corporal punishment. Yeah. I kind of don't agree. You're bigger, right? You're bigger than them. It's and just, it's, you're just, it's really, they're really outmatched. It's violence. It, it, it's yeah. fucking, it's no, it's like, it's like violence against women, but it, worse. It's also a situation where when they're big enough, you'll stop doing it. So it's really a physical intimidation thing. I mean, my mom stopped spanking me when I, literally, at, when I became her height. But I think, well, I think that, okay, if you're making an argument for corporal punishment, that... You're the only one who is. I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. I think it's not about, I don't think that, that, that you stop hitting your kids when they get big enough to hit you back, although I'm sure some people have. I would say you stop hitting your kids when they get old enough to be able to uh, hear reason and respond to it. That's old, though. But I think the... But I also... What's the difference between reason and forced time out or just, like, go sit down? It doesn't work. Well, How it, do you know it, it doesn't work, it, though? It works. I've been, I've been through both. I mean, I, I, look, I could be wrong about all of this. I'm not... I don't think... I think that you're correct. a special case in terms of, like, I bet you were a tough kid, based I just was, on your memoir. Sure, see, I was one of the worst. But, the, but, it, the issue is really one where it would be fine if, like, Good people were allowed to hit their children a little bit, right? I, I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. it's a valuable tool. The problem is there are a lot of people who who go way over the line and beat their kids, and right. then you have to go. Well, no one can hit their kids, so let's all stop. Yeah, right. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like so you think there are times where like you wish you could. Oh, hit I your would kids. love to spank my kids occasionally, <laughs> right? I mean, I d- occasionally, but I just. I just I'm not because I, I I don't want my wife doing it either. You see, right. I've seen. Well, you don't trust her. One of the bad ones. You, you don't, don't trust. You her. don't. Nobody wants. <laughs> you don't want anyone to hit your kids, right? And if it's your wife hitting your kids, if it's one of your other kids hitting your kids, you want to just whack your kid. The kid who well, here's hits some the other good news: if your wife hit your kids, maybe you could hit your wife. You could do that because we're good people. Were you, you physically abused? Yeah. So this is right. So you're in a situation where you can't see. And I, this is going to sound like a joke and disparaging, no. but it's not. You can't see, see the value the of it. Possible value in it because yeah. you were. It was perverted and horrible. Yeah, and also you. I have a dog who I will occasionally, oh. which is pretty Old similar. Keith. Uh, Keith, who's here to my right, uh, who you like I'll smack powerful. his He's little butt. Right I'll smack his butt sometimes, and I'll be like, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't hit him." Uh, but dogs do bite each other and nibble and all that stuff. Um, I don't think that it's a valuable tool like i think that there's i think that learning is learning i think I, like you can learn without being struck i got a great story but we'll and then we'll double we'll double back to this corporal punishment discussion which i think is good i was in palm springs uh with natasha la di da uh, thank you and at a, like a fancy hotel like at a, okay so that's this is important information we're at a very fancy hotel and we'd been upgraded to like the king suite in in the thing for some reason we had my dog in there, and we. Uh, my dog is like mentally retarded. Like there's something wrong with my dog. He's been something. Maybe he was abused. Every time I take my belt off, my dog cowers. So he must have been it's abused, abused like by Neil at some point. Yeah, he used to be <laughs> Neil's dog. Um, so send him my love and tell him that I take it all back. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll be pleased to know. So uh, so he's got he's like a wild dog. Like he's, there's something wrong with him. Also, I ha- I am Jewish, so I had snuck the dog into this like presidential suite because there was a hundred dollar charge to have the dog there. So, so I'd like put him in uh, like a backpack. What do you think's Jewier, the sneakiness or because or the trying to avoid the money part? 
I mean, it's all connected, isn't yeah. it? And also, I had just yelled at Natasha for opening up a nine dollar um, bag of pistachios from the from the wet bar. I said, "You don't do that." It's I, that I agree with. That's yeah, universal man. to me. Yeah. Okay. So we're outside, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna deduct some Jew points. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we walk outside. Natasha's got my dog. So we've taken the dog to a trainer, and the dog. Is what sad. would you do to get the dog out? <laughs> you throw him out the window, like Natasha. You go downstairs. I'm gonna throw the dog down. Well, we we once we had him in, we figured the help would not notice because since they do allow dogs for a hundred dollar fee, the only person we're really worried about at this point is the man, hotel management, right? Whatever. But they upgraded you. I mean, they probably have that VHS thing of the Moshe. They must have. You know, I mean, they must have. They must, or they have a DVD of Chappelle's show, and then that had led them to the champs, mm-hmm. the big champs mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Got it. I asked him actually. I called up. I was like, "Why did you upgrade us?" And she's like, "Did you want us to check if it was a mistake?" And I was like, "No, no, no. You can transfer." Me. That's a risky call, considering your dog could have barked at that moment. I, but that's that a classic moment. narcissist that needs to know what about you? <laughs> Absolutely. What about me do you like best? Right. Because well, the thing was <laughs> the good we, thing you just did for me. What 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 part of myself should I credit? <laughs> the thing was we had gotten a hotel room on Hotel Tonight, which is do you guys know about that? No. It's, yeah, it's which a pretty I, cool app. Yeah. I oh, have the app and I'm thinking about right? dumping it. Don't be crazy. Don't, don't. I'm thinking about it. It's on, no, it's on, the, it's on the chopping block. Well, it's, a, it's an app where you go to a city. Let's say you, you go to on, when you're on tour, you don't know where you're going to stay. Let's say you're out of your own pocket. So Dallas. I was just in Dallas, actually. And they do a list every day of hotels that you can stay at that night that want to get rid of their empty rooms. So they give you a discounted room at nice hotels, right? So... Usually you get the shittiest hotel in the uh, shittiest room in the hotel because it's they're super discounted. But for some reason they put us in the presidential suite that night because probably they didn't have. Room. So you went to you Palm pay? Springs. What did you pay? It was not cheap. It was two hundred and thirty bucks. But that's not bad. For you like went to Palm nice Springs place? with your girlfriend and just said, "We'll just figure out the hotel when we get there." Yeah. Kind of wow. thing. Okay. This is that's 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 a little slice of the romance you get when you date motion cash. <laughs> Dude, I put her in the fucking presidential suite. Fucking go ahead. <laughs> Listen, fucking it's like fucking so I'm there and I'm like fucking No, look, she likes fancy hotels, Natasha. Yeah. I don't really care. So we would go there and we would like if they put a fancy hotel up, we'd get that. A two thirty was not the most expensive hotel. It was not the cheapest hotel. We right. could have gotten Motel Six. Okay. So we're out front, we've got the dog. I've taken the dog to a trainer and he's instructed us. Try to train the dog. You know, use a little correction collar. You know, little, little. We have a soft choke collar. So we walk out, and this woman walks by, and the dog's like, wah, 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 wah. and Natasha like, you know, corrects him a little bit, and she goes, "It's a very cute dog." The lady that walks by, and Natasha goes, "Oh, thank you." Or she says, "It's very cute," and Natasha makes a joke like she's talking to her and goes, "Thank you," and she goes, "You don't have to say thank you. You just have to stop yanking on your dog's collar, right, like that." And I. I have this ability to I see red very quickly when people perceive disrespect. I don't know if that's an ability or inability to not react. <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I have. He has a gift. I don't see it as an ability. It's more of a gift. Yeah. So I go, uh, mind your own fucking business. Walk away. Good shoo. comeback. I, I say shoo. I start saying shoo. And mind your own fucking business. Period. Walk away. Period. Shoo. shoo. And then period. I start saying shoo. I, and I giving her the shoe hand, and her boyfriend who is like, you know, I don't know, 20 paces away, loses his mind. So he has that same ability. He, in <laughs> fact, might have it to a greater degree than me. He might be... It's a real ability. This is a great hotel. Ballistic. This is like a, 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 a fucking... Uh, 
Comic Con for the ability. Go He's ahead. Right. For guys with the ability. Code red ballistic runs over, starts screaming, Shoo! Shoo! You like it? You started it? I'll finish it! Shoo! And he's in my face. And I'm like, I'm about to, like, I can't stop. It was like a very weird situation where I start screaming back at him. The hotel staff starts coming out. Natasha's like, let's go, let's go. I'm like yanking away from Natasha. Like, did you, me. Did you feel like you could take him in a fight? I could have beat this okay, guy. Good. I think, but how do I know? Well, I have no idea. You make a quick calculation. That's what's happening is in my mind, I have two different brains functioning. My, my, my kind of primal primate brain, is, my, no, my, my logic brain is going, what are you going to do here? You're going to knock this guy out? Uh, and or he's going to knock you out or the police are going to come and you're going to both go to jail. What are you doing? Walk away. But then every time that brain would almost take over, he would go, shoo, shoo. And my primate brain would be like, this man is in your face. Well, and he's here. also mocking your writing. That's true, man. And I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, you're a professional. I think I Shoo might've... isn't bad dialogue. but And for him to shit on it like that, I feel like he Thank had a... Thank you, Neil. Yeah. I might have said something like, you don't know me. You don't know where I'm from or something. I might That might have fallen out of my did you, uh, And did you mention <laughs> Oakland? I didn't. It was real close. It was like about to come out. Yeah. By the way, look Did you me. say like, fool at any point? <laughs> dude, I, I go... I, I think I said you want to do this, but then I didn't want to do it. You so know? great. And by the way, I look like I'm in front of this fancy hotel. I look like a little fop with glasses on. Like I don't know why I'm talking like this. It, the hotel staff all starts coming out. People say they're calling the police, and, and they're they, like, and they're whispering like they got it from hotel tonight. <laughs> this is this is the they're problem with the, hotel. The this is, is the problem with letting in riffraff. Go the ahead. Secret dog is barking. You know, at this point, and then the woman starts going. She starts just furthering her argument about the dog she's like positive reinforcement it's just about positive reinforcement that's hilarious i start saying you're gonna tell me about disciplining my dog when you can't discipline your little dog here and i'm pointing at the guy like how are you gonna tell me discipline and then the guy shoo 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 positive reinforcement dog shoo and it just finally natasha grabbed me threw me in the car and we drove off and she was furious she was not thrilled and then i went and saw star trek uh, did she? How long did it take her to forgive you? The whole night. And yeah, she so, was mad. So was that, did she? Was it? Is Natasha the kind of person that will repeat the misdeed and go like? So then you thought it was cool to like? How? What kind of fighter is she? She's pretty awesome. But she. What happened was once in a while I will show her my ability, you know, uh-huh. and we'll call it. We call it like old Mosh. You know, old motion. I call it. Uh, I call it junky motion. Junky motion <laughs> will come out. The first couple times she saw old motion, she was kind of like into it because it was much smaller stakes. You know, it was just like yeah. some cab driver started yelling at us, and I was like, "Don't you fucking speak to us like that." Something like that. Right. Like, right. I like that. And then it became like we're tra- easy from the back tra- seat. By the way. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention <laughs> the best part was uh, the. We're all waiting for valet for the car to come, and when the valet pulls up, I'm screaming. We've been on a camping trip for like four days. We. Uh, Palm Springs was the end of the trip. So there was like la- like dirty laundry and like bags that were spilling out and stuff. And the valet they, pulls up. I, by the way, this hotel has taken their services away from a hotel, hotel tonight. tonight. That's what I'm saying. You're do- they're done. That's what Natasha was the most upset about was that at the moment that I'm screaming, we seem like such white trash. The car pulls up and it's just like a fucking disaster area. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> hotel tonight, <laughs> presidential suite. Shoo! And we just drive off. They ain't never seen nothing like this before, baby. <laughs> We got the presidential suite, baby. It's crazy. Hey, wait. That's your argument for hitting children. 
No, that is my the reason I, that story came up was it was about people getting involved in other people's disciplining of their dogs or of their children, putting their... I've had the thought recently, because, you know, when people's like, I feel like maybe Louie or... I mean, it's like a sort of an old saying, which is like, you can't judge a person for how they raise their kids until you've had a kid yourself. And it's like, no, I don't need to have a kid to know how to not treat another fucking human being. However, on the other hand, it's like this lady coming in going, don't yank your dog's, don't yank on your dog's collar. It's like, you have oh, that's spent silly, time yeah. with my dog. Yeah. My dog is, she's like, he doesn't need that. You don't know this yeah. dog. This dog's fucking insane. Yeah, that's silly. She should have hit her. He whipped his, she probably does get hit. That guy was a you fucking loot so? maniac. Well, that's a weird thing you, when a guy overreacts to a guy talking to his girl. That's like some weird psychology. Right. Like, some primate shit. Some primate shit. Maybe so, dude, she was a safe word. Here's the thing. The guy had two <laughs> bags of bottled water. His hands were down the whole time. One headbutt, he would have been down. I so you've thought it. this through a lot. I thought it, I, had my, I had my back brain and my front brain operating right. at once. But anyway, corporal punishment. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it as helpful. I'm, uh, a, I'm against it. I just think like you see these people on like airplanes and shit. Their children are fucking tyrants because they've been taught from day one that they are the fucking little prince and we will do whatever you want. And they know it. They, they abuse their parents and their parents are going, oh, honey, Toby, 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 Toby. No, no, you're, Toby knows. you're correct that, that you will want to hit your children. It's simply a matter of like, how could it help? Well, it will make Toby stop in the moment. It will. It, it will, will make them tone. cry. Yes. Right. I feel like you can do that with tone, though. You can. You, you know, you that. can do it with you sugar. Can do a, you can do a. You can do an abusive tone. Yeah, positive. You're this fucking positive. No, I'm not person. positive. I say you're not getting a dessert, and they lose it, and they stop their behavior. I. You're saying your children are incredibly well behaved. No. Because they controlled by sugar. Though my mom used to hit me. She used to hit me with a big fat belt, and yeah. it was abusive, perhaps. And I felt more traumatized by my father, who never really hit me. He did punch me once, but he never hit me. Yeah. And I deserved the fuck out of that punch. He socked me in the chest one time. For what? I was just being a fucking asshole. During the drug period? It was like right before. So you deserved it. That one I deserved. But he never hit me. I was way more afraid of him because he would give these fucking murder looks. You well, know that's I mean? what I think you can do <laughs> as a guy. <laughs> I that better. I'd rather be spanked uh, than like a Well, because well, you're, you're going to get Because the kid can't. I'm going to go with an abusive tone, guys. That's, okay. that's going to oh, be yeah. my secret weapon. Is a real ugly abusive tone that will let them know. That they are garbage. That would be a funny thing like, to put a book out for is like how to abuse your children without without leaving, with without, a, with no, without leaving a paper trail. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't. I I don't think that I it just because I'm thinking about all this stuff because my uh, I'm just thinking about the way I, and my dad used to beat the shit out of my brothers and sisters. That's and undeniably it's not helpful yeah but your dad abused you physically yeah. i'm saying my point i'm making is there's a difference between spanking your kids and abusing them right but that's the problem is that his dad if if his dad thought the everybody's no one spanking he might have you really think well a physical you know abuser what? would go well you know dr yeah, fox said well yeah because the child services will come visit you for not for spanking your children i, I don't even know what the law is i don't either i don't know is it illegal to hit your kids it's not i think it is uh i think it became I think it illegal i don't think that's true somebody <laughs> crowdsource this back we need to know uh no i don't think you can hit your kids man you cannot you can spank your children definitely i i guess it's like 
I There's got to be up. some kind of law. I don't know if it's an open fist situation. It's the rule of thumb. <laughs> you can uh, only beat your children with a stick more slender than your thumb, which gives. Is that what the rule of thumb? Advantage. The phrase is from. It's from what beating your wife. You could only beat your wife with a stick that was smaller than your thumb. Well, that's. But the other thing is, like, I grew up in Catholicism, which has like the. It's all about corporal punishment, like. In its essence, it's like, and also there was like the phrase like "spare the rile, uh, spare the rod, spoil really? the yeah, child," spoil the and all that shit. Yeah. Just like that was baked into my parents' yeah. sort of ethos. I'm not saying spanking is good, but I am saying that not spanking seems to have created a generation of tyrant children that are awful. They're awful children. Uh, I think that may just be our age and our experience with, uh, with, with. I think it's we're also. Uh, unbelievably our generation is also unbelievably like there was noise Yahoo. and all that shit because i don't i remember being on a flight in in 1983 and there were a bunch of kids on there they were fucking horrible um that is a funny memory yeah. i remember a flight in 1983 <laughs> no, I, but again and, it's like this isn't a new thing yeah, the idea right. of kids being shitty isn't new i think that children are jay agree or disagree children are more entitled now than they've ever been before <sighs> Especially rich children. Again, but we have no context. We don't have any context. So we can... It's not like we're all super old and we've seen generation after generation. Well, they're entitled in the sense that they know they're not going to get beaten so they can risk more dangerous behavior, I suppose. I mean, look, the the issue with... I mean, whatever. Look, children now are just addicted to to screens like iPads and right. and and that's to me the problem with. Them. Do you try to limit your kids' screen time? You try, but they're on. How old are your kids? Uh, seven and uh, eight and uh, seven. Okay, and oh, they're, they're still small enough. Yeah, but they're addicted. They're junkies. They're like you. They put you take an iPad out and they see your phone and they grab. I mean, they're they're literally yeah. not the same kind of junkie you were, but but you know they were they were. <laughs> you know that that that's the thing that you. I mean, and and this lack of human contact is a real. I mean, we'll see what happens with this group. But How, are they socialized yet? Are they? In yeah, they're super stuff? social kids. But I mean, I, I think a lot of kids who are left alone more are probably. Uh, you know, just too deep in this computer shit. Did you have video games growing up? Oh, we played all night long. And you, Neil? No. No, I was not allowed video games. I played, we would have a sleepover. Neil, I don't think if I had kids, I would give them video games. I, I think I would limit the amount of computer they could do. Yeah, you I would think. think. I know, and, and that's what you, you hear, think. and then you end up going like, you can do that or put a video on and, and yeah. leave you alone. But it's also all their friends are playing these games, and you're going to be like, no, you can't be part of culture. To them, yeah, I don't think that that's the worst possible thing. I think long term, they're better off doing other shit. Again, this is probably right, theoretical. You're probably right, but it's and, uh, and easy for me to say because I because I had my dad died years back. You do have the option of turning. You do have the option of turning your children off or not. You can have right. them constantly taking every ounce of your energy, or you can put on yeah, blues blues. And, and good luck writing a joke with all these fuckers running around. Yeah, well, that's why I don't have them. <laughs> Well, I want to have children needs, in America order needs to have some more material. So I'm trying to... Move into more of a family kind of comedy just, thing? You know, I'm just running a little... The well's a little dry, and so I figure a real good... You know, I've had people say that to me before. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Comedians say, like, I feel like, you know, I could use some more kids. It's like, that's really not the reason to... to uh, like, but why? You're like, uh, you are definitely a sociopath. You're, yeah. like, you're a broken person. Uh, we didn't talk about your... Are you Indian or Pakistani? Indian. And uh, how has uh, Hindu? Uh, my parents are, were were independents. 
Like, they don't like organized religion. They were technically Hindus. But they, you weren't raised religious at all? No. And what's your stance on God? <sighs> I, I suppose I'm, I'm reluctant to declare myself an atheist, but you'd have to say I was. Interesting. So you're like a... Why are you reluctant? You know, in the off chance that these yeah. guys are right, like, what Pascal's the... Why bother? Religion. Why bother? Why bother? Yeah, but, why, why? But am I, I mean, do I believe in, like, something supernatural? I, I've never seen it. I don't see why right. I would believe it. I've also... Recently, I've started thinking of it as, like, mystery. And hopefully, mystery will come and help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like maybe. This, this the mis- guy from the game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but, like, just, like, the idea of, like, there's shit I don't understand. I think it's mostly coincidence. And I also think that people can be psychologically linked Wait, or mentally linked. I thought you were an ardent atheist. I am. But, so, but I've been thinking about the idea of the feeling that I get from meditation or something. Right. It's like, or, or kismet or fucking anything like that. You love meditation. You're an Indian. <laughs> like, what? Well, you know, whenever I go into a yoga class, which sure. is like once every, literally every they two, every two the years, they're like, look, I'm sorry. We're going to be going a little more slowly than you're used to. <laughs> Total racists. Yeah, that's total funny. fucking like, well, racist. Thank you very much. I, I'll I'll make do. I'll do I mean, that. when I was in college, I, I was I, I I well in high school I took an AP calculus class, right? And if you get a four on the test, you pass out of it. But I got a three, so I had to retake it uh, in order to go to med school, which I didn't go to. But uh, so I, I'm going to this calculus class in college. Pretty year. Indian so far. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm right. going to say that med school is the yoga. Of that's right, modern. That's right. Things. So yeah. I go to this class and I'm like, I know this fucking shit. I just took this class, so I show up once every two weeks to take the quiz, which I would ace, right? Right. And then I'd sit in the class and kind of, and he'd go, "Does anybody know this?" And JD, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's X Y, you know, whatever." Yeah. And this continued on, and I kept acing every test. And then at the end of class one day, he goes, "Jay, I." Um, I just, you know, I, I want, I'm, we're going, I'm going to a math conference in, in New York City, and I want to bring you to sort of introduce you to the math community because you have a gift, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, math is more of a hobby for me. And, but again, racist, you know? Why? Why? Assuming that Indians are fucking math geniuses but here. You were the one that was like, I only I went to class the once. Class I took the class already. already. He'd already taken the class. I took the class. Uh, <laughs> That's why he was so good at it. Yeah. It wasn't natural the first time. No. Uh, do you? I don't ex- see the racism in that story. Do you get? <laughs> I totally do. <laughs> Wait, why? He had? Did the guy know you taking the class already? No, I so wouldn't tell him that. Acing all of the answers. I, technically, that wasn't that racist. The yoga thing is very racist. The yoga thing. Look, it's all good racism. Right. Yeah. No, it it's is all, all positive. positive. <laughs> do you? Do you? There. Do you get uh, negative racism in terms of offers for work? I guess there's privy. Like, has anyone offered you like a Bollywood movie or anything? Well. Like that? You know, no. No one's ever offered me a Bollywood movie, but I, I would love to do one. Would you really? I mean, I, I don't really know what their situation is over there. I mean, it seems like there's there's a new movement in India where you're, they're making like more... Hit that dog, Neil. Hit <laughs> making, dog. Make him be quiet. You know, non-singing and dancing movies now. And there's like... like all, A lot of the young people there are, are, are actually watching Super Troopers and the Chappelle Show and Occasionally, a couple of your stuff. Thank That's you. Thank you. Really? That was, really yeah, was, that was very generous of you. <laughs> Neil, just look, give me this. Their sense of humor, though, is, is becoming very Western. And I saw a film called Deli Belly, which looks like it could have been made by somebody from here. It's like 
they're saying fuck and they're smoking grass and it's just it's a smoking, smoking grass. grass yeah yeah so like it's like reefers oh, yeah reefers and there's shit. there's sexual activity oh they're what? necking yeah are they necking? Necking? how about oh. some heavy petting you know oh. so so I would like to make a film over there, but no, I don't get offered. It sounds like a pretty groovy film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get offered. I mean, uh, not really. I think people think of me as a director. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know but if that's what I mean. Aziz I just, gets those offers. Or, but I'm saying, no, I'm not saying as an actor. I'm just saying as a director, do you get, like, I tend to get black Oh, offers. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Like, I wonder if you, so you don't get especially Indian. I, or... I end up, like, directing a lot of television, and, and often I'm the one doing the Indian episode. Interesting. But I, I'm but no, you get I know Indian stuff, so it's, right, well, it's I the guess right that's the that's the rub. It's like, yeah, I happen to know black stuff. You know, I mean, I, 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 you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, the, look, racism for Indians is really, was really not a huge deal until those fucking Twin Towers. And then we ended up getting sucked into the fucking backdraft on that. I mean, it's like, we happen to look like the Pakistanis right next yeah. door because it was one country. I, I, do uh, love, I do love it, though, when you like have like people that are like really not the races that are targeted for real negative racism decrying the r- racism in America you know it's like you, you, calm, calm it down a little bit you, like, like you like, <laughs> like a, a, the admission like that Korean, Indians haven't had it so bad you know like a Korean American like I oh, just constant these con it's like I, I think you're good I think you're okay yeah I mean nobody has as bad as Muslims are or, no or, no they don't and luckily for me I've made Super Troopers and Beer Fest and the group that is most racist, which is sort of like young, thuggy guys, are also my biggest fans. Right. And so I was in, I was in Boston, actually. This is like a couple of years ago. That is the group that's most racist, right? Boston. Well, I was going to a, uh, a, a benefit for the public library, so I'm wearing a fucking tuxedo, right? And these fucking three Boston toughs are like, yo, Muhammad. Yo, fuck oh, you, right? And then that is your name. Yeah, that's right. That happened to be my name. So now, and I'm and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna get beat up by three fucking Boston dudes and, in a tuxedo. In a tuxedo, which is gonna make it so much worse. And and they're like, Islam sucks. Oh. And I, I tell you, I don't. You agree? I don't know a great deal about Islam, but I'm not loving what I what I've been seeing lately with the <laughs> with the women and some of the uh, yeah. the more bombing activities. But but. Look, I know more it's a bombing activity. It's supposed to be a religion of peace, and it's, I'm not seeing it as much. Anyway, the point is, I always say they're not the Islam is not the enemy, but they do a really good impression of the enemy. That's yeah. right. And so here I am. The, I'm supposed to defend Islam at this moment, right? So I'm like, they're like, Islam sucks, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. And I keep walking, and they're like, and they obviously didn't want that answer. So they come running up, and they're like, "Fuck you, Muhammad! Fuck you!" Whoa. And and I was like, I was like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna fucking go, I guess." And then one of them looks at me, and goes, "Super Troopers!" Shut the fuck up! I man. swear to God. And he goes, "Shit, we're big fans. Holy fuck, dude! What are you doing <laughs> in Boston?" And I'm like, about to get my ass kicked. And they're like. Can we take a picture with you? Shut I swear up. to fucking God. Did so that's, do it? Yeah, I took a picture. I want to see I that take picture, a picture of these so fucking bad. guys. Yeah. You got a big stain and then they're on like, your tuxedo. You know, make a sequel. Yeah. It literally, the whole fucking gamut of fandom ran through them. And then what? Did you say, like, hey, don't treat people like that? No, I just got the fuck out of there. Amazing. And I went you didn't and had, say shoe? Shoe! <laughs> shoe! <laughs> uh, all right, we yeah. got to go. This fantastic. Go. All right, cool. Jay Trandosek, our good man. Funny man. Thank you. Interesting man. Go see him on the road or go to his website. 
to uh, find those dates? J dash chandrasekar.com. You'll be okay with that, right? Just look up J Super Troopers. It'll probably link you to his website <laughs> if you can't spell or you're tough from Boston who's saying, Yo, Muhammad, you've been fucking with the champs. The bird, the bird, 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 the bird machine. Check. Now, you're fucking with the champs. Yeah. 